Hi, my name is Mark Lalonde, and you're listening to Meatheads. With me, as always, is my friend and my colleague, Derek DeLille, CEO of Total Fitness. Today, Derek and I will be discussing our Gym Stuff Fantasy Draft, what we think of outdoor workouts in April and May, and what we think about fitness influencers. First Nations Wireless is now First Nations Fiber. You've seen our team working through the community to get you connected. From the new development to the OCR, from the 207 to Clay Mountains, FN Fiber makes fiber optic internet easy for everyone. Coming to Gonhawanga soon. Visit radio.fnfiber.com to sign up today. Welcome to Meatheads. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the end of April 2022. COVID is still going. But gyms are back open again, and fitness, the fitness industry is back in full swing. Derek, what's business been like at uh, Total Fitness these days? You know, it's, it's actually been pretty busy. We're getting a lot of, um, a lot of uh, people walking in, wanting to start up when we can start. And unfortunately, my schedule is so booked right now, which is a great thing, but it's also a rough thing when I got to turn people away, you know. But right now, it's, 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 it's going pretty strong. Yeah, it's, it's hard as a trainer to say to people, well, I've got room on my waiting list. Yeah. And because uh, as, as a trainer and as a type A personality, you know, you always want to take every person and help everyone and, 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 you know, get out there as much as you possibly can. But mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not 20 anymore. I don't have the energy to work 18 hours a day. No, that was in the past. And I, I used to have large open classes where we had like 15 people crammed in doing a bunch of circuit training, cardio stuff. But in, in my eye, it was a fun workout. It just, it wasn't, uh, it takes a lot of energy. And when, and when you're on your own now, I used to have a partner that would help me out. Now I'm kind of by myself right now. And the open classes aren't quite there right now. Too many people, I think. And with the, the COVID sc- uh, scare still going around, I try to keep it more on the private side. Right. And I think a lot of my clients benefit from, having smaller classes, just like between three, maybe five max. Mm-hmm. So they get a little bit more attention. Each, each, each one of them gets a little bit more attention. So I think it's, it's a little bit better for me anyways. Right. Cause here in Gunawage, we had an outbreak, um, at the elders lodge last week. So That's COVID right. is still very much a concern. And, uh, I, I think, I think people are right to still be concerned. Um, but on the other hand, I think people are also concerned with their own physical and mental well-being mm-hmm. and and regular exercise is a huge part of that um so i assume then like me you've had an uptick in the request for private training as well yes yeah like i have like right now i'm, I'm trying to do online training for some design programs uh design a basic nutrition program for them to follow uh, whether they have weights at home or no weights they can simply kind of follow along right so 99 times out of 100 if I'm doing online training with people, uh, I want to work, I want to see them in action because my greatest concern, and I maybe I'm not the only one in the trainer business, is that you write a program, you work on it, you put it together, it's personalized, customized, it's supposed to be done on certain days, and then it gets taken and ignored. Mm-hmm. How often does that happen to you? It, it's happened a lot in the past where I'll check up on the client after the week or after two weeks of the, the program. It's usually four-week programs I give out. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, I kind of missed last week. I, I kind of missed uh, the last couple of weeks. So sometimes it's, uh, all right, well, in my head, you're like, well, you're not as dedicated. Should I dedicate all my time for you if you're just going to kind of kind of skip out and not get the results I expect or want from you? Right. So this is a great teachable moment then for our audience who might not be trainers and might be considering uh, hiring a trainer. If you ask us for a program, 
it really goes a long way towards your success as an athlete and as an exerciser if you follow the program. Right. I, I can't emphasize the importance of good habits. And it isn't so much about what the exercises are. Mm -hmm. It's about setting aside time every day and making the priority in your, in your schedule. Like for instance, we're recording this podcast in the early afternoon today. Normally this would be my workout time from here. I'm going to go do my lifting and then I'm going to finish up some things at home and that's going to be my day. So my, I've always planned my lifting session somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're the same way. I, you have a whole facility that you can use and you, join in on. So, you know, a lot of people say that Derek, you must be able to work out all the time, but it's very rare. I'll train with clients. I don't think it makes much sense unless, unless they're on their own program, they know what they're doing and I'll just go in my corner and do my exercise, which I, I, I tend to do, but I usually like to get there after my first session is done, say eight o'clock, nine o'clock, kind of my time for the hour. And then I start working after that, mm -hmm. but I need to get it done in the morning. Right. It's done. I don't have to worry about it. And um, I can focus on other things in life. It's funny that you say, because I actually really get a kick out of lifting with my clients. I always do whatever program they're on, but I do my own weight mm -hmm. and I'll do their reps and their exercises and whatever else. So if, say there's back squats involved, I'll throw 225 on the bar and they'll do whatever it is they do as their repetition mm -hmm. weight and, and we'll move from there. I found that it really does help my clients sort of uh, understand that no matter what I'm willing to give them, I'm also willing to try it out and do it myself. Yeah, because it kind of shows your clients that if you can do it and to show the intensity that you put through, because a lot of my workouts are, like for myself, they're usually about 34 or 35, 40 minutes, something like that. Mm -hmm. But it's the, the intensity I put into it. So when I did train with some of my clients, and it, it, it does happen sometimes, um, it's kind of cool because they get to see the intensity and I'm not just walking around talking, oh, Derek, your work's only 30, 40 minutes. Oh, but man, look at him go. He's like repping out. He's doing his thing, right? And mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. So maybe they get kind of encouraged to be like, okay, well, that's what you, you need to do to get results. You know, it doesn't matter from here for two hours. I'm just slacking off and checking my phone, doing a set here, doing a set there. Like, cool. Maybe Bruce they need to see Smith, that sometimes. the NFL Hall of Fame defensive end, used to say, if you're spending longer than an hour and 10 minutes in the gym, you're talking too much. Mm -hmm. I which, that. which, which makes sense to me as well. I try to keep my stuff in within an hour with my, with my, um, admittedly, as I get older, my warmups are longer. So mm -hmm. I, I've gone from a five minute warmup to a 10 minute warmup. I, I, despite that, I try to cram everything into the hour. Sometimes it's an hour and five minutes, but it's, it's right around there. Anything longer. And I'm just, I'm too drained. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. So that is, uh, that's sort of a little bit of off the cuff discussion about, you know, what it's, what trainers are thinking about when we give you a program, mm -hmm. when we work with our clients online or when we work with them in person. So that, that was sort of interesting. I, uh, I always love letting people behind the curtain a little bit, but not too much. Mm. Moving right along, Derek and I had a fun concept that we batted around this week that we decided we would throw in on uh, Meatheads this week, and we would try to create our ideal fantasy gym through a draft process. So I was inspired by the upcoming NFL draft, and I thought, boy, that sounds like it would be a lot of fun to do. And uh, that way we can use our creativity a little bit too. Derek's facility has already extremely creative. And I know that a couple of my draft picks are going to have to be picked higher because I know just what kind of priorities Derek puts on things. So strategy is the utmost consideration here. Try to get what you want and how much you want of that thing. So 
we are going to start with our fantasy draft of gym equipment building our ideal gym. So Derek, you have the first overall pick. Okay. Um, it's kind of cool that we're doing it this way where there's no limit. Mm -hmm. I think, I think one of my, uh, one of my fantasy exercise machines would possibly be a leg exercise, like a leg press. You know, I think it's nice to have an alternative to squatting all the time or lunging all the time. Like, my gym's kind of a, a bare bones and I just believed in squats, but sometimes you just don't want to squat and you need that alternative exercise. So I'm choosing a leg press. Uh, I think that is a great pick. That's one of my very high ones. So I thought that might go early and it did because of the, as you say, the, the, um, it, it's really handy. Sometimes you just don't have the leg and knee strength for squats. And mm -hmm. I can sort of attest to that too. A few weeks ago, I, I fell walking my dogs, fell flat on my back. So my lower back irritated me for a couple of days. So there was no way I was going to put uh, a barbell on my back and do mm -hmm. back squats. So lo and behold, I got into the leg press machine and it felt amazing. Throw a bunch of heavy weight on a leg press, man. It's pretty cathartic. So yeah, good choice. Because, you know, see, before I, uh, people used to ask me if I had machines on my gym. And at the time I'd be like, no, we don't have machines here. We build machines, you mm -hmm. know, in terms of squats. But you're right. When your back is sore, instead of just taking that leg or, or taking the day off. If right. you have the alternative to do something that's not as strenuous, but still giving a good workout. Yeah. That's yeah. why it's. Well, and, and to your point, I actually did legs yesterday with leg press being a central part of that. I like to set up uh, 1500 pounds on the leg press, uh, bang out 20 leg presses and then do 20 calf raises mm. just off my toes all in the same set. And that I do that five times and I usually have a hard time walking after, which is sort of fun. <laughs> um, so that's your first choice. That's your first overall choice in the draft. We're taking, Derek's got leg press. Mark is taking Olympic bars and weight plates because of the ubiquity of them, because of what you can do with them, how much you can get done. I want Olympic bars and adjustable weight plates, bench presses, squats, deadlifts, uh, you know, bent over rows, shoulder presses, you name it, you can do it with that. So those are mine. And I'm very jazzed about that one. That's a good point because barbells and barbell plates is pretty much basically what you need for a full body, every type of workout, cardio conditioning, CrossFit, cross training, bodybuilding, you name it. You name it. That's, uh, it's, as I said, the ubiquity of the Olympic wear and weight plates yep. cannot be understated. Number two, Derek. All right, May. Number two would be a lap pulley. Yep. So you can emphasize back training. Yep. You know, I, I encourage a lot of pull-ups, inverted rows, stuff like that, but nothing I find beats a good pull-up or a good pull-down machine yep. to, to, if you can't do pull-ups and you really can't do inverted rows and you're just not strong enough, I always find the, the, uh, the pull-down is a great alternative. Well, I'm going to, I actually have that listed as pulley cables and pulley cable weight machines. So I'm going to give you all of those. All right. So that is quite, that's quite the, the, the coup for you, because as you say, when you want to train back, there is nothing like those pulley cables. You can do face pulls out of those. You can do supinated rows. You can do neutral grip rows. Uh, you can adjust your angle. Like the, it is just, it is like, it's as ubiquitous as weight plates and Olympic bars. Because just the other day, I, I remember, I, I believe I was doing deadlifts and some glute bridges, but for some reason, my lower back was starting to get tight or tender. Um, I double checked my form by, by recording it and it seemed to be fine, but my back was just tight and I had to do bent over rows. I'm like, okay, I could use dumbbell rows, but I'm like, I wish I had a pulley, like, like a seated row machine yeah. or... Or, or an, yeah, a pulley cable that you can slide exactly. up and down and, and do any kind of row out of because like I, those are my favorite because you can, you can go to a gym, you can set up in front of a pulley cable, put a couple of different appendices on, next to it 
uh, and you can go through six, seven, eight different lifts just with one yep. sort of up and down pulley cable. They're, they're just so handy. Um, you don't have to move. You can stay in one spot. And the best part about that is you waste so little time. Exactly. You just change your appendix, move between sets and off you go. I, uh, I got, I want to say 14, 14 sets of back bicep stuff done the other day in 15, times three in 52 minutes. I was very happy with that. Like I got in and out in 52 minutes and man, oh man, was I happy with my day. So uh, you got the pulley cable. So I have no choice but to reach out and go for the uh, the other ubiquitous item that you have to have. And which is funny because I'm collecting all the things Derek has in his gym. I'm taking dumbbells. So you got pulley cables and, and a leg press, but you don't you don't have anything for your upper body right now. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to be like, look at me. I got bars, weight plates, and dumbbells. My gym starting to look like your gym. And dumbbells go a long way. I mean, it's the universal choice of equipment, right? Yeah, yeah. it's it can do anything. You can uh, like the barbell. You can I, I like dumbbells because for teaching my especially my my clients who are over fifty. I prefer not to put them under a barbell for back squats. Mm -hmm. I prefer to have them do goblet squats. Yeah. So taking a dumbbell, holding it under your chin, you know, it sets their lower back. It, 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 it ensures good posture. And it also sort of puts, doesn't put them in a position of having to bend over too far. And the dumbbells create kind of a safe zone. If you're doing inclined dumbbell press or flat bench press, you don't want to get pinned under a bar. If you don't right. have a spotter, you can just simply drop, drop the weights. Them. Yep. 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 And that's, that's the handy part about that. Um, I would advise not to drop them if people are close by and they're real heavy, but to your point, you mm -hmm. absolutely yeah, can. If everything happens, That's the safety. you won't get pinned, yep. That reminds me of a story, actually, that I'm going to tell right now, and I don't think I've ever told this before. I was at Universal Studios, uh, Florida, in, I don't remember the name of the hotel, but it was, it, was a, it was a nice hotel we had stayed at, and this is like 2015 or 16, and they had a Smith machine. So I put 275 pounds on the bar on the Smith machine, and I... Started lifting it, doing my bench press. So I did 10 times two, I set up to do 10 times 275. Well, nine times 275 went just fine. 10 times 275 didn't go quite so <laughs> fine. And I got pinned under the bar and I couldn't even move it a little bit to hook it into the, its next peg. So I was pretty much SOL. So Derek, I wriggled up from under <laughs> that sucker. Now, the great part was there was not a single soul other than me in that weight room that day to A, help me, or B, bear witness to the tragedy yeah, that had unfolded yeah, before. I think them. we've all done that once or twice. So. <laughs> uh, tell you, um, I, I, don't, I, I don't look back on that fondly. But it was fun. Yeah, so you've got... I got the, the next one? Yeah. We have, this is... A, an old one. I don't even know if they make them anymore, but if I ever found one, uh -huh. it's what I would want. It's called the Nautilus pullover machine. Nautilus pullover machine. I've done it once at a gym. I think I was 25 years old. Yeah. And I did it because I used to like watching uh, Dorian Yates and Mike Metzer and they claimed that was the best back builder ever. Okay. And I tried it. And the, the next day, my lats from the top armpit all the way to the bottom was completely sore. I've never felt anything like that before. And I only tried really? it one time because there's no other gyms I, I've been to that actually right. had those old machines. And it was like, it was all, it was in, it was blue. It was in chains. It had like a, a chain uh, cam system. I'm like, you feel the stretch at the top and all the way down and you get that full contraction. So it's like a, a complete range of motion. And I don't even know if they make them anymore, but it was like one of the greatest back exercises I've tried in a long time. 
Derek goes off the board with a Nautilus oh, yeah. pullover machine, and now I am sort of intrigued. Now I'm more than a little intrigued. I really would like to try one of these things one oh, of these days. If you find one, just give it. I honestly don't even think they make them. You might find it at an old relic type style gym that yeah. has like a whole, a whole bunch of hand me downs or yeah, whichever. Yeah. Like I don't, I've never seen them I, since that one I time. I wonder if Monster Gym has some of those in the back. I'll go have a look. If anybody would, it would be them. It would be them. Yeah. Um, okay. Very cool. I'm heading over there at 2.30 this afternoon. So there you go. Nautilus pullover machine. All right. Well, since my uh, my gym is starting to look an awful lot like Derek's, um, I'm going to go with my third choice, and that is resistance bands. I love resistance bands. I cannot express, ex properly express to you. Well, maybe you do know, mm -hmm. given that how many you have at your place, the polyvalence the do-everything nature of mm -hmm. resistance bands. You can warm up with them. They can be part of your strength sets. And the older you are, the easier it is on your joints. Dynamic resistance takes the load off your joints and puts it on your muscles. I think they're the best thing known to man. And I have my clients do, you know, arm out pull-aparts every time we do an exercise mm -hmm. because the whole world spends their time on their phone. See, when I when I uh, got my bands the first time, it was because I didn't have the weights and... My, my clientele was the older people yeah. that never made it to the gym. And I'm like, how, how do you get a good workout with, without causing any torque to your muscles or to your joints or anything? And the bands are so smooth. The the, resist, the resistance curve is kind of weak at the bottom, but it gets really hard at the top, which is great. And it gives you a whole different feel. And you can even attach them to dumbbells and barbells to so even make the exercise a complete different exercise that's right yeah wrapping those taking mm. those resistance bands putting them around your bench press come yep. underneath creates dynamic resistance that i highly suggest if you have <laughs> not tried it you try it once because you may not like it but it mm. will feel like no bench press you've ever bench yeah, pressed that, that peak contraction at the top that a bench press wouldn't give you was phenomenal yeah it's, awesome. it's it's you don't even yeah it's uh that is that's genius i love it so I got resistance bands. All right, so resistance bands are off the board, and uh, we got the two choices left. So I want you to go ahead and pick your fourth choice there, Derek. All right, let's see. I have a bunch of my lists here. Actually, one of them is a glute bridge machine. Oh, good choice. We've been doing glute bridges at my gym for a long time, but you got to—I mean, set up in the power rack where you don't have to hoist it on your waist and start and and start doing the right. exercise. It's kind of in the in the it's at the low point of the squat rack and you mm. just get under there and you wrap up the the, the bar with a towel or whatever sure. but the whole getting in there getting out it's not the not the sexiest thing to do you know it's the girls are crawling out of there and it, it, it's it's tough to do it's a great yeah. exercise to do but mm. if but i just searched up a glute bridge machine and it's got the perfect levers to, yes. to get, get in and out of and i'm like it will save so much time and you won't get as many bruises on your hip bone as you would by mm. having a bar placed on you and it and it's not just for the, a booty workout. It actually helps build squat strength. It builds up a lot of um, uh, weaknesses in certain exercises. So it's 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 great for, to load up that bar and and really go at it. One hundred percent. I actually agree with you. Um, one of my the other one of the other gyms I work out of has a glute bridge machine, and it's fabulous. I have a lot of my clients vastly prefer that to, as mm -hmm. you say, getting on a bench loading an Olympic bar and putting some sort of pad under their waist so they can do glute bridges with a barbell. This is a much easier load for the weight. It's a much easier get in and get out, as you say, from your clients. That's a really, really good choice. Speaking of booty, I am going to go ahead and I am going to take cardiovascular machines for my gym. 
So spin bikes, elliptical trainers, treadmills, you name it, steppers, I'm taking them. I'm taking them and I'm throwing all those suckers <laughs> in there. There is nothing for your booty better than the stepper. Yeah, I agree. You, you, once you get off that thing, if your butt isn't on fire after 45 minutes, you brother, you don't have a pulse. Mm -hmm. I had one client who could spend an hour and a half on the Stairmaster and she'd do, be able to do a kickback with each one. And I'm like, I cannot believe the endurance on this person. <laughs> I could not believe the endurance. I'm like, 45 minutes, I'm ready to just crawl into a hole and die afterwards. So an hour and a half, <laughs> yes, please. I would be delighted. So I, I actually, you know what? I don't want treadmills. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and drop treadmills. I think they're sort of useless. So you can go ahead and if you want them, you can have them. But um, yeah, I get all the cardio machines. Okay. <laughs> so last choice, a fifth choice. Oh. You got I, one more choice, one more thing that you can take. I got two on my list. All right, but go if ahead I, and part, if pa I, package them into one thing. Pack, package them into one. So huh. you, you will allow you to take two things in your last choice. Okay, one of the last ones, because you're talking about cardio machines, and since you took all mine, yep. I want to bring in the Prowler. The Prowler. Prowler. So load up that thing, push it around. Yeah. Depends if it's set up for the gym or outside. Yep. You can just push around, get a yep. cardio workout, get a leg workout, get a booty workout. Yep. And that would be my cardio choice. Good choice. To add to your cardio choice, I would say Jacob's Ladder is also one of oh, my yes. favorite cardio experiences. A minute and 15 seconds at a sprint on Jacob's Ladder, and I'm also ready to crawl into a hole and die. Well, since we're talking about cardio, I'm just going to bring up a little thing. I have a, a bike at, the, at my gym. Yes. And I was doing it for 45 minutes, three days a week, yeah. five days a week. Yeah. I loved it. I got hooked on it. I just like the the energy I got from it, the, the fat burning qualities. I was able to eat a little bit freely and still stay lean, but it broke. So I decided to go online and buy a bike. It's called the Blitz 2 bike. It's a, it's your typical Airdyne style bike. And it's in my garage right now. And I was going to do it on my off days. And the first time I went on there... It's not an easy 45 minute bike ride. Right. It's the upper body's moving, the lower body's moving. Yeah, because that bike's got the handles going yeah, back the and handles forth are too. Going, yeah, and the resistance can be changed through the air and yes. all the other dynamics. And I was seeing how what people do. They'll do like Tabata training. One girl was using it. She's a pro wrestler. She said, oh yeah, on my off days, I do like 30, 40 minutes of this stuff. So hey, I'm used to doing 45 minutes. I jumped on it and I started pedaling away and I'm looking at the timer. It's like three minutes. My legs are are, are fried they're like pumped up to the max i'm tired i can't move so i'm just doing the leg part then i'm just doing the upper body part and when you look at reviews on this or when people talk about the air dining everybody hates it i never realized how tough and and and, and powerful it is mm -hmm. so it, that's my 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 new love hate cardio i'm trying to build up enough uh, muscle endurance and stamina to, to go that 10 minutes Right. So that's, I, that's my I, challenge right now. I sympathize with that. I feel the same way about spin bikes. The first time, like I had never taken a spin class before I started teaching them. Mm -hmm. When I started teaching them, holy God, what a rush. And I really started, I mean, I, I took some after that with other friends who were teachers and I'm like, God, this is way more fun than it has any business being. Because mm -hmm. you can put on, as you say, you could put on, you can do a Tabata training. I like to do, you know, different up and downs with my resistance. But that Airdyne bike, that adds a whole new level of resistance. It, it really does. And before I, I never believed in cardio. And now it's more like, as I get older, I guess. Sure, maybe it's, that's it's the whole a nice reason. respite for the joints. Yeah, it really is. And yeah. it just makes you feel like uh, I really wanted to do it today. I just didn't have the time squeezing clients in today. Mm -hmm. like, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> That's why I have it at home so I can do it tomorrow. That's you know? the beauty of it.
Yeah. You yeah. can pop out of bed a little bit early and get that done before you ever leave home. Yep. All right. So that that's your, you got your five things. Okay. So I am going to, I'm actually going to take a thing that's not a thing for my fifth choice. I am taking not Zumba. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to get that out of the way. I, it's not that I can't stand Zumba classes or Zumba teachers. I think both have their place. They're great exercise. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun. People love Zumba. I can't do Zumba to save my freaking life. I cannot follow along. I cannot, I have no idea what's happening no. when Zumba is going on. And so I like to make fun of it. So <laughs> I figured what better place to make fun of it than in a gym equipment fantasy draft. I've already got dumbbells, weight plates, Olympic bars, you know, you name it. I got all the cardio machines. So you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm punting on my fifth pick yeah. and I'm taking not Zumba. Yeah. I, I, I think Zumba is something different. You know, I worked at a big gym one time and we all had to take a class. We had to do spinning classes so we can talk about it. We had to yep. do the body, yep. body comp, whatever. And of course there's Zumba in there and we all had to do Zumba. And like, like, like you, I don't have coordination, you know, the two step, you know, the slow dance. That's all I can do. I can't do Zumba. I can't shake my hips. I'm 240 pounds. You don't want to see me shake my hips. You know, it just doesn't look right. Nope. I don't have that, that rhythm. <laughs> no, that's it. And that's, and, and, and that's, the, I don't, I don't have it either. I don't. I can't follow along. I have no idea what the hand signals mean. And I really don't care to hand find signals. out. I'm looking at my feet. I never saw hand signals. No, no. Like she, the, the instructors point you one oh. way or the other. And then they're up there and then they're going back. And, oh, you know, so I'm like, okay. When I, when I have taught group classes with choreography oh. over the years, I've occasionally pointed. We're going this way now. We're going to travel this way. We're going forward. Mm -hmm. But Zumba has got like a code and, you know, they just, you holler things and you're supposed to know what's happening. And I, like, I, I like watching it. This me too but it's like a, it's like a club that i don't belong to so right. I, I just have no idea what's going on and i, and I can't fathom <laughs> yeah. how to understand it yeah so i'm taking not zumba as as my number five fantasy gym stuff draft pick today so derek's got leg press he's got the nautilus pullover machine wow you're doing pretty well you got you got your glute bridge wow okay so you got you got some high tech stuff in there that's going to get people a pretty good workout. Yeah, and you know why? I've had my gym since 2013 on the bare basics. Mm -hmm. I still believe you need that. Yep. But this is my icing. That's so right. Once you get that done, let's have fun on the other stuff. That's... Let's get that isolation going. But all the basics is still what I would have as my foundation. And then I would agree with you because I've gone ahead and chosen those for my fantasy exactly. gym as well. Because they really are. There is nothing. There is mm -hmm. nothing better than taking heavy things and lifting them. Exactly. But and there's that, those days when you want to lift heavy, but you just don't have the stability anywhere. So right. you're just going to do something. Mm -hmm. I actually was experiencing that, that joint pain up until a couple of weeks ago. And then I started taking omega-3 liquid fish oil again. Derek, I feel like a commercial because I haven't had any joint pain in a week. My lifting has gone through the roof. And I've been able to almost get back to where I was lifting five, six years ago in terms of, uh, of load, mm -hmm. uh, in terms of pace, and in terms of regularity. I cannot believe this. My arthritis has disappeared. You know what I took out, took out from my training in the last while? I, I focus more on bodybuilding now in the last two months and making fantastic progress. But the one thing I have also noticed is I took out dynamic exercises. Because before I used to do your strength and I'll do the the cross uh, the cross training style yep. workouts with the, the push-ups and the box jumps, whatever, and the burpees. And once I took that out, the inflammation in my left shoulder is gone. I can actually bench and feel a chest pump instead of stopping short. 
Uh, my knee, my lower back isn't aching as much. And not to put any of those things down, it just maybe for my body type, my size, it just, all the jumping around just kind of felt like it was shaking my bones a little bit. Well, that's a lot of impact. I mm -hmm. mean, that's a lot of impact, especially if you're not mitigating those with like, you know, an extra, well, I, my, I'm going to go ahead and assume you don't put a mat down to land on. You're just landing on the floor when you do your box jumps yeah, and well, burpees and things well, like I that. I do the jump on the box, but I step down. Yeah, of course. But the burpees, I don't jump. <laughs> right. So you're contacting the floor every yeah. time with your wrists and arms, you know, with that 240 yeah. pounds coming yeah, down. it's a lot of weight. On your joints. Yeah, it is. And it's not, it's not nothing. So, you know, maybe there's something to leaving CrossFit to the 20 year olds. What do you think? That's right. Well, the cross training. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're not wrong. Um, okay. So that actually is a great segue to, uh, talking about things that we love and that we hate in the fitness business this week. So I've got something that I love. Derek's got some things that he hates mm -hmm. and we're going to share those with you right now. So Derek, tell me what is on your mind. Well, the thing I hate the most, and uh, it might be the wrong thing to say, or it might seem in insensitive or whichever, but when you're looking at, I'll use Instagram because that's where they all are, or these little short uh, YouTube videos, people are promoting their workouts and mm -hmm. whatnot, and it's very motivating. And there's one common thing I, I always notice, the uh, the ones that are showing their workouts, their one rep max, their squats, their pull-ups, sometimes they'll show what they're eating, you know, chicken, rice, veggies, stuff like that, and they're not making a whole big deal about much except their workouts and their their discipline and their ethics and they look in great shape they're they're having fun they're muscle they got muscles and all that fun stuff i like watching that then you keep scrolling and then you have somebody that's she's an influencer an influencer uh not nice to say but she's not in shape so, but it doesn't really mean she can't talk about it but they're always promoting supplements whether it be some kind of i don't know herb drink or or protein powder drink or cleansing tea, cleansing tea, um, colostrum, collagen, whatever it is. They're always talking about showing the supplements they take. I take this three times a day and my skin's better. I'm, I'm, my, my booty's getting leaner from the creams I'm putting on it. Uh, my chest is getting lifted from the creams. Uh, the cellulite's going from the creams. And there's no talk about I work out hard every single day in the gym. I do my cardio. I do my push-ups. I do my squats. Um, I'm Here's on my a, nutrition. Yeah, Here's my, my nutrition. So I look at these and, you know, because my girlfriend was looking at them, I'm like, don't look at those. Look at that girl working out, pushing the weights. Like that girl's taking pills and potions and powders. These It's like snake, snake oil from the 80s, you know? Yep. Take this, take that. You're going to look like the, the Mr. Olympia. Yep. You know, we all kind of did it, but now it's at, a, at an extreme where that's all people talk about. Like, oh, are you trying that new... Um, supplement are you trying this new pill are you trying that new thing it's supposed to firm up your boobs are you trying that new that new band it's supposed to i know it works really well and it's gonna be taking away your cellulite whichever these products are <laughs> and that just aggravates me because it just seems like it's a multi-level marketing thing to make money and and the people that are too lazy to work out are gonna shell off their money and hopefully this pill is gonna work i have a question for you derek you've been in the fitness business a long mm -hmm. time is there a magic pill to getting in shape? I, I wish there was a legal pill to get in shape. You know what? Even if the pill is illegal, you still got to put the effort into it. So I could take whatever drugs out there. I can take whatever supplements and potions and magic, but if I'm just going to sit on the couch and talk about it and wish I looked like that person, it's not going to work for you. No. Nope. No matter what it is. Nope. So. There is no magic pill. Nope. You have to put in the work. No matter who you are and what you want to look like, the work has to get done. And you will get out of something what you put in. I was something I tell all my clients. So mm -hmm. the harder you work at it, 
the better you'll feel about it. So if the hardest you're working is, you know, chatting on Instagram about your cleansing tea, you're probably not getting a lot of work done. Yeah. So that actually reminds me of a funny story. So anecdote time. I was in the gym the other day and I won't name the gym, but it's a big gym in the West Island of Montreal. And uh, I was working on, um, I was working on a chest fly machine uh, immediately facing a bench press. And around the bench press was uh, a group of three young men, I would say 15, 16, 17 years old, getting new to lifting and, 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 you know, seemed like they were having a, a, you know, a fairly sociable time, not doing a whole lot of lifting, but just really chatting. So eventually they get around to lifting the weight and I see this one kid and he's got his arms right up from his shoulders. Okay. On the bench press bar, he's put 205 pounds on the bar. So if you saw this kid, you'd immediately go, well, that's too much weight. You won't be able to handle that. Uh, and he didn't. So he dropped the bar straight down to his chest and couldn't move it after that. And so he had some help pulling it back up. And so I said to him, I said, hey, um, it might help a lot if you would widen out your arms and engage your pectoral muscles more. They're a really big muscle. They're a lot smaller than your shoulders, which are, the primarily, which are primarily what's engaged when you're bringing your arms down uh, and your triceps aren't out in front. So it wasn't as he wasn't doing a tricep bench, but he was, you know, his arms were just really too close together. And so he stands up and he looks at me in all seriousness and he goes, well... I'm triceps dominant with a straight face. And I said, okay. So I think to myself, that little tiny muscle on the back of your arm is stronger than your pectoral muscles. And you are somehow different from the other 7 billion humans <laughs> on the planet. And then he looked at me in all seriousness and said, well, I do dumbbells too. I didn't know how to answer that. We never know how to answer these. They... Because I've heard that thing before. They they wrote it's there's an article how to increase your bench press. Oh, are you uh, are you tricep dominant? Are you shoulder dominant? You got to change your grip to get it. And it's like these kids are brand new. They read too much. They look into too much, and they come up with their own working theory. Exactly, which doesn't mm. it goes against all knowledge. You yeah. know, sometimes people write these articles, and maybe it's for um, I don't know a powerlifter or whichever. Because mm -hmm. I know some powerlifters go narrow because they're just really strong they can yeah. yeah and i'm like that's you, you learn after decades of training if you're dominant on the triceps or if you're whichever or your left side dominant or one exactly thing. yeah no, i just, notice i have a little bit of uh, i have over strength on my right so that's after yeah. you know 17 years of hard training yeah i've noticed that yeah but but that, just come off the I, back I, like tricep dominant yeah. yeah so i put my headphones back on my head and i said i'm sorry to have bothered you you know what nowadays that's what you have to do because there's so much TikTok workouts that I get from my gym and I just listen to it or, you know, they, they show it to me. I look at them, I smile. I'm like, oh yeah, that's cute. All right. Get back into that squat bar. You yeah. Know, you want to learn something, do yeah. it right. Yeah. Like, do it right. Like I'm not putting down all TikTok workouts. Some girls they're really into it and they're showing what they're doing and, you know, maybe techniques that, that, that they learned over there. Look, man, anything that gets more people into a gym, I fully support. Anything that helps people understand better their bodies and how they move. I fully support, mm -hmm. but if you are a person who has not gone into a gym and the only thing you've consumed is a TikTok workout, I would advise that you need to either hire a personal trainer mm -hmm. or do a lot more reading. I think everybody, everybody thinks personal trainers are just, they just come up to you to make money off of you. But sometimes you might just need them for a month. 
you, you might you may not need them for a lifetime. You just want to learn the basics and then take that basics, work with it. And when you need something advanced, go see them again for, for another month to get something a little bit more advanced, more detailed for you. Some people are like, oh, well, a trainer costs this much. And, you know, they think it's expensive. But if, if your goal is to cut out all the BS and get what you really need to to get your workouts, it's it's the best investment. And I tell all my clients, like, that, yeah, train with me privately for maybe a month. And then if you want to do an open class at the time when I had open classes, or you can go to your, your other, other gym and, and, and take what I learned, mm-hmm. or take what I taught you. Yeah. I would argue that, that every client is different in terms of their trainer needs. Some clients need to be tr- followed four times a week by a trainer for their entire lives. Other clients need one a month. Some need one a year, you know, but everybody needs to update their knowledge base. And frankly, since the business is changing all the time, I would argue that it's, it's smarter to do it more frequently rather than less. But Mm -hmm. another thing I've noticed, and maybe this is not the same for you, or it is the same for you. People over 50 tend to have a bit more money, but they also tend to see a personal trainer as an investment in themselves rather than money being spent for no reason. Yeah, I, I I get that a lot. When I had like like older older clients, they they see the value in it. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit more mature. They're not think everything's a scam out there, and that they definitely don't know better. You know, you know, most trainers are, are going to school and they they do this for the living. They know what they're talking about, mm-hmm. and and some people they see it as an investment, and it, it it really is. If you need that to 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 keep you healthy, it's an investment that you need. I would argue that everybody should make that investment at one younger, point or another. When you're younger, you just, they just know everything. You know, they just know, they read it off Reddit. So they know the exact workout to do. Well, when I was 25, I knew everything too. Mm-hmm. You couldn't tell me I didn't. And now that I'm 45, uh, I know that the pile of things I know about is very, very small. And the pile of things I don't know about is massively mm-hmm. gigantic. So maybe all they need is a little bit healthy dose of age, wisdom, and perspective. That is re- that's really annoying. But you know what I don't think is annoying? I love, love working out outdoors in the months of April mm. and May. Are you doing anything outdoors over the uh, next couple of months? A lot of my clients keep asking me for boot camp training and it's a lot of preparation when you're on your own now. So mm-hmm. I, I got to keep the gym going and, and find boot camp times and spots. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like taking them out in the backyard of my gym. It's like a, it's a nice little area. I grab a barbell, some dumbbells and do some outdoor training just to get some sun on you and, right. and it feels good. And then, uh, one of my clients, she has her kids that come with her so they can go in the backyard and play in, in, in the, in the grass and whatnot. But I started my, my whole workouts, uh, outdoors at, at the schoolyard, at the parks and everything. But, um, I kind of kept everything inside now. Sure. No. And that, and that makes total sense. But, you know, heading mm-hmm. out back to my point, I have started doing once a week outdoor workouts uh, with one of my clients and we're having a blast. Mm-hmm. So I would say the plus sides of that for me are, as you say, you only bring your, the equipment you use is, is pretty basic. You mm-hmm. carry the things you can carry. So you're not, yep. t- you're not bringing 600 pounds of Olympic weights and a bar and a bench press. And you just can't bring those things. You, know, you can bring medicine balls. You can bring. And when you're doing it at the park, sometimes you can hook up your, your, uh, your suspension, your suspension cables, cables yeah. or bands. And then mm-hmm. the parks always have like pull up bars. You yep. jump around, we run. Oh, it was so much fun when I did it. There's one story we did it and they started to rain. Yeah. But we were hardcore like, yeah, man, this is boot camp, mud, rain. We mm-hmm. say rain, snow or, or shine. And this one time, it was, uh, one of my clients, Daryl, he's always bringing it, always, reminds me of it 
Eric, remember that time we did boot camp and lightning struck the tree behind us? I'm like, yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> Holy <laughs> yeah, crap. Yeah, this is behind, it was my old place behind uh, Plaza 138, burned down now. Yep. But before that, it, or behind it, it had a big, big field, like a dusty, dirty road and a big muddy patch where we would flip tires. Right. And we're all running around and it started raining. We're all getting wet. We felt like we're like doing combat training. It was so much fun. <laughs> and then we saw lightning. I'm like, I don't know, man, should we stop? We got the chains outside and everything. And then they hit a tree behind us and it literally cracked the tree the top of the branches i'm like all right we gotta go inside and daryl's like no no we're good we're good i'm like all right if you say so let's keep going <laughs> so it, it was a lot of fun and i don't know what we did that day but we all got sweaty muddy dirty and that, that that's a lot of fun well that's what i'm saying that's mm -hmm. the fun i mean i miss that a lot well you can't do that every day no you can't do that on the regular you can't do it in january but mm -hmm. this time of year, I, I just, I have the urge to be outside and get fresh air. And like, there is nothing like sitting on a, on a park bench after you've done a, a vigorous hour and change long workout, sweating up a storm, drinking uh, some water and recovering. There's just nothing like it. The wind in your hair, it feels yep. great. You Sun know, on your back. When I was at the, that location, the back door, or you go in the back door and that's where the field was. And I remember doing a regular squat workout, whichever it was. But then for my finisher, I knew I just needed a barbell. So I took the barbell out there, put some plates on there. And I, I and there's cinder blocks in the back for some reason. I, I guess they just put it there so the cars don't go in the ditch, whatever it was. So I did my power clean and pressing. And then I did cinder block jumps. I'm like, God, don't slip, oh. Derek. But they weren't very <laughs> high. They're just enough to me to get a good jump on. I'm like, sure. And I, I recorded. It was so much fun. And then like... All right, this is, this is, and it was good because there's no music. I had the sun behind me. I saw my shadow on the, on the grass. So I took a picture. It was kind of nice. And it, and you hear like the grass, the birds, you, you just in a totally different zone. Yeah. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Now you make me want to bring back my boot camps. So. Well, this is what I'm saying. I, as soon as I thought about it, I'm like, sh shoot, man, I want to go outside and get an outdoor one done today. But yeah. you know, it's a little overcast and kind of on the cool side. Yesterday was kind of nice though. So, you know, those are the, I, I feel like in the next two months, I will, I will be doing between six and 10 outdoor workouts. And I'm really looking forward to it. My daughter enjoys it too. We do a, a variation on the Murph, the CrossFit mm -hmm. one. Uh, we do it at a, a, there's a little park right near our house with a soccer field or a, a full-size fo football and soccer field. So what we do is we set up our suspension cable on the goalpost mm -hmm. and those are the pull-ups. So we do those for the, the 300 pull-ups that the Murph requires, the air squats, the push-ups, all part of it. And then we divide the two mile run into like, I want to say 800 meter segments. So you do, you do two laps of the field like seven times and then you do, you know, you do 20 push-ups 10 times and, right. you know, 300 air squats and then your pull-ups. And we try and do that for time. And, and every so often we, we, we get out there and we do that and it's, and we just lie in the grass after exhausted. Yeah. It, it's funny. It just, it, it's a lot of fun. It really is. Mm. And I think that's the most important thing. Like if you're not having fun, Hey, why do it? Exactly. Yeah. So I, on that note that this has been Meatheads joining me as always, the CEO, the fitness guru, the lifter extraordinaire, Derek DeLille. It's been a pleasure as always. Thank you. My name is Mark Lalonde. <laughs> we thank you all for listening. This has been Meatheads and uh, have a wonderful rest of the day. Thanks for listening to Meatheads and please, please check out our other podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or Google or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out the front page, profiles, and the beating table.
views and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of your DWSA and its employees.